we are looking for a winner. You can win a pair of tickets to an evening with Charlie Sheen and screening of Major League. Friday, April 28th, 7.30 at MGM Northfield Park. Here you go. Text the word corn, C-O-R-N, corn, to 20357 by the end of the hour to get registered to win. Text and data rates may apply on this. Complete rules available at www.923thefan.com. Corn to 20357. He's Jeff Phelps. I'm Andy Baskin. Uh, obviously, the Kevin Love story is uh, big for us right now, trying to figure out exactly when this buyout's going to go down, what it's going to mean for the Cavs in the future. And they talked about it on Basketball Gold yesterday, so we're going to hear from Mike Fertel in a second. I just want to, and I didn't tell you in the break, I didn't want to give you the whole story, but this was just a really, really cool moment for the show. And I never, you don't, like sometimes we talk and we, you know, Jeff, I forget the microphones are here 90% of the time. Do you? Um, that's not good then if you're leaving your microphone on and we're hearing what you're saying during the breaks. Well, not outside of the breaks. You're such, such a roadblock sometimes. You are. You are a brick wall. Well, hey, dude, if you forget the microphones are here, you better be careful. Well, as long as I'm not swearing, you, know you better have a lot of money in savings. That, in front of that is true. So, but our conversations are normally like you forget about the microphone. I always do. Yeah. So it's un- not unlike TV where you're sitting there and that big piece of glass is sitting in front of you, and, and those lights are yeah, um, they're pretty light. burning your retinas. So this morning, and again, I'm gonna we're gonna get back to Kevin Love here in like 30 seconds. So this morning, uh, we had a meeting with the kids' teachers. And I had a teacher they, stop. They screwed up again, huh? No, no, no. This is a good thing. Okay, Positive good. thing. You know, it's funny. You can actually have conversations with instructors, teachers, professors, whoever, before there's a problem or if there's ever just to find out exactly where you're going. Progress report. The kind of, progress reports are nice. Yeah, yes. they're good to find out if your kid's emerging or not. Or like progressing, they, yeah. Like they were in their old district. So, um, and I had an instructor stop me in the hallway who I'd never met before. And she said to me, hey, I just want to tell you a story. We listen to the show, you know, in the car when we're driving around, if I'm not, you know, during the summer especially. Oh. And I said, well, thank you. We appreciate that. And you say that all the time. I've, heard, I've seen people walk up to you, <clears throat> and you tell me stories about people saying they listen to the show every once in a while. I was out to dinner the other night. So, but Somebody said something. Th- this was the um, probably one of the most impactful things that I've ever heard in the 11 years that we've been on the air. And she stopped me and said, I just want to let you know, my son turned 16 last year. And... At the end, they ask you, would you like to be an organ donor? And I was having the conversation with my son in the car, she said this, before he passed his driver's test. And she said, he said to his mom, he goes, yeah, be a hero, be a real hero, be an organ donor. Nice. Just like they say on the radio. And she stopped to tell me that, and I just like got goosebumps. I was like, oh, that's nice. you know, maybe, you know, I know we sit here, we argue, people want to get mad at our sports opinions or whatever, but... Sometimes there's just something bigger than what we do. And, like, yeah. I, I, I started thinking about, you know, the times that I've done stuff with LifeBank and how I end the show every day, and you wonder if somebody hears you. And then I, I remember at one point when I first started ending the show like that, um, I was like, I hope we can make a difference in one life. And, like, today was that time, and I'm sure there are more, but then I start thinking about the stories of, like, and I'm, I just encourage you to do this, like the story of Chris Henry, the wide receiver from from – uh, the Bengals. Please, if you ever get a chance and you want to be inspired uh, about organ donation, do that. And then I think about Stephanie Tubbs Jones and her impact in our community and how many lives she has no idea she saved because of her family and what they were able to do because of organ donation, organ tissue and eye donation uh, in her, you know, after she passed away. 
Yeah, it's, so it's nice. Yeah, I got kind of choked up this morning when she said that. After I walked away, I don't think she saw me. But um, uh, again, I you know you you're thankful that you, if you can spread the message on that. So um, and then Coach Leach was another. I didn't you know he also was another organ donor. Our buddy Mike Leach. Yeah, and so State. you know you think about some of those things, and it's just like you know you can make a difference. And and I talk yeah. about it every That's day, awesome, and we end the show sometimes just be a hero, be a real hero, be an organ donor, and. You know, I, I think about all the lives, especially Stephanie Tubbs Jones. Like, it's amazing what she did in the community. And you don't, and like, her family knows it, but she never knew the impact she had way beyond politics just because she was an organ donor and how the message got out to churches and uh, the increase in organ and tissue and eye donation throughout um, the African American community was uh, uh, like unbelievable. They call it the Stephanie effect. That's so nice. anyway, anyway, it's, much, uh, it's nice to hear something like that rather than Baskin Phelps. You guys are morons because you think you should bunt against the shift. Oh my God! Can you guys please stop talking about the Browns? That's the other one. Well, what are you talking about? Like I, people that enjoy other sports, they'll be like, "Why are you talking about the Browns again?" I'm like, um, uh, because, because we're like trying to figure this out, and we'd like to win a Super Bowl and. Maybe we'll talk more about something else later. Like the Cavaliers. All right, so let's get into this Kevin Love buyout situation. You guys talked about it on Basketball Gold. If you want to hear all of Basketball Gold, go to 923thefan.com. It is our lead story on the website right now. So tell me more about your Fratello conversation yesterday about Kevin Love and what this means. Well, first of all, you can go and listen to Basketball Gold, you know, as, as you can with It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. Download it on the Odyssey app. You can go to 923thefan.com. Click, click, click. Go through the steps. It'll be easy. Mike actually has had people ask him, hey, how do I get this? And they want to know the exact technical ways of getting it and everything else. Go to the website and follow the steps. That's in, that's a, a good way to do it. A little behind the scenes, Mike and Kevin know each other fairly well. They're neighbors. So you know, Mike doesn't have inside knowledge on what's going on in Kevin's head with this, but they do have a nice relationship. In fact, on a previous podcast, Mike does some work with the Cavaliers television crew, but he does a lot of work with the Los Angeles Clippers television crew. And when the Clippers were in town playing the Cavaliers, Mike was doing Clipper television that night. And he said Kevin Love ran up to him during pregame warmups and just yelled at him, pick a team. So that's funny. Yeah, it's kind of funny. But Mike and, you know, we were having to talk about what was going on there with a possible buyout and how that all went down and what might happen and where it could go and what it means for the Cavaliers. And Mike had these thoughts just on Kevin Love. I happen to personally feel that when Kevin played last season, this season, he brought a special something to the bond relationship spirit of the team. Uh, that veteran presence, the young guys, I think, recognizing that, hey, this is a guy that's been around for a while. He's had a lot of big games. He's been an all-star X number of times. And now he's coming off the bench for us because they asked him to do it for the good of the program. And he's handling it like you would hope pro would do something like that. So because of all that, Kevin's led by example. And this might be something Kevin requested. If that's what he wanted, if he went to front office or when they were talking, if he said, hey, see if there's a market out there for me, because I am in the backstretch of my career. I only have X number of games left, right? and I would love to continue to play. So that could have been what happened. And if that's the case, you know, when front office from the Cavs talked to Kevin's agent, if that was the message that was passed along, the Cavs may have said, okay, we'll go out and see if there are any takers. 
And that appears to be you know, that that progressed a little bit, and they're they're looking. In fact, I saw something today, Andy, that that popped up. You know, when I was getting ready for the show, that said they have completed a buyout. And I thought, wait a minute, I haven't seen that anywhere. Else. I haven't seen the official part. of No, it I haven't either. And then I so I did some more searching and digging. I couldn't find anything. So maybe somebody jumped the gun on that, but they apparently you know are talking about everything. Sure, but it's a it's a weird situation and. The weird thing to me about this, I think we, as observers here, are left with questions as to whether Kevin can play. And I hate that. And and I only say that because he's not playing right now. And that, that makes no sense to me if he can still play. You know what I mean? Well, I think when we say someone's not playing, and I don't care who they are, if they're not playing, that means the head coach doesn't trust them on the floor and they or they don't trust them more than somebody else that they've decided to put on the floor in front of them. To no execute who you what are. it is they want to yeah, do. Yeah, so if you're yeah. healthy and you're not getting playing time, and especially if you're you know a little bit long in your career, the, the coaching staff doesn't trust you. That's all there is to it. I, like, I don't know of any other gray area. You know, it's like, oh, all right, we got to put so-and-so in. And they don't believe that you can do the job that they need to win a game. <clears throat> and that's just where they are. Or they feel like <clears throat> that the, your role in the team isn't worthy of being on the floor. I, I know we all want to look at this and say it's Kevin Love. And, you know, we know what he's done for the city and, and you know, how he's a part of the team. And he's the last uh, he's the last remnant of a championship team. And here's a free agent that wanted to play in Cleveland even after LeBron and you know, because we said free agents don't want to come here, and there are a lot of really good reasons to like Kevin Love. But we don't make the decision on whether he goes out on the floor or not. And if Kevin wants to play and still thinks he has something left, then he did the right thing. If he feels like he doesn't fit in or he doesn't have the trust of the coaching staff or the front office to be on the floor, then it is time for him to go. And that's okay. You know, it, we're not talking. Well, except, this isn't except for one thing. The. the if he's not playing and he's healthy, the coaching staff doesn't trust him. I, I can't – I don't see any other avenue or road I, I, on that. Andy, I I can't disagree with with your theory there mm-hmm. and your, your concept on that. But how can they not trust him? And this is a guy he's who's – He's not on the floor. That's all there is I, to it. I know, but but I, see, I keep going back to why. You know, and, and so Mike and I talked about – does this can he play? You know, some and I said some guys absolutely lose it and lose it fast. And Kevin was terrific in this role last year. He was terrific early in the season. So the next thought that that we had here was, can Kevin Love still play? And I asked Mike about that on the podcast. Here's what he had to say. It's hard to talk about it when we're not behind the scenes. We're not in the locker room. We don't Very know. True what the dialogue has been between Kevin and the front office or Kevin and his agent and the front office. You know, you can voice your opinion on whether you think he can contribute to this team or not. Uh, We don't know physically how he feels, if his back has really bothered him. And I would also think that any teams that are talking to them would have to have a concern about, are you healthy? If we're going to invest any money in you and put you on our roster and take up a spot, are you able to play or is this going to be where you come in, you give us 10 minutes and you can't play for four games. Mm. So, I mean, I would think it's part of the natural process that you have the physical beforehand and ask the Cavs 
I think teams have a, a code of honesty amongst each other. Not every team, maybe, but most of the teams <laughs> have a, a code of honesty you're dealing with when you're doing deals, doing trades, this type of thing. That you ask questions and you expect an honest answer because, you know, obviously someday it could be on the other foot. So uh, let's just hope it works out being something that's really good for Kevin and really good for the Cavaliers. And that's a perfect world. I don't know how you hit that sweet spot, though. You know, if the guy can play, I want him on this team. Do you think the Cavs are making a mistake by buying out Kevin Love? If indeed that happens. If it happens. 216-578-0092. 216-578-0092. And uh, we'll talk to you a little bit more about that. Or on Twitter, at CLE Talking Heads. We're going to move Jeff Thomas up a little bit today, too. So we might hear from him at 11. That's all. Straight ahead. Basket and Phelps, 92.3 The Fan. Make Jeff Thomas do at 11 o'clock. Julie Losh, the commissioner of the Horizon League, Cleveland State, Wright State basketball on ESPNU tonight at 7. So we'll talk to her. We'll talk about all the things going on with college basketball as we move forward towards a little bit of March mayhem, madness, whatever you want to call it, uh, and the issues that are going on in college basketball and college sports. So I'm looking forward to talking to Julie coming up at 11.20. Plus, we're also going to talk a little hockey today. I know I hear that a lot, but uh, there's a big game at – First Energy Stadium tomorrow, Ohio State and Michigan. Michigan's playing some really good hockey right now. Uh, Ohio State beat them up a little bit earlier in the year. So uh, we're going to talk to Steve Rollick, who's the head coach at Ohio State, as his Buckeyes will be here tomorrow. The field looks awesome, the way they've lined the end zones with Ohio State and Michigan. Yeah, it and does it, look cool. It's very yeah. – it, it's just – it's so unique, you know, and so it looks really cool. That, and, was a nice, that was a nice touch. Yeah, I know a lot of folks going to the game tomorrow. I wanted to go, but unfortunately I'll be uh, at other hockey elsewhere in the country in a good dad so uh yeah i wanted to go i had a lot of friends asked hey can you go can you go and i was like i want to go i just can't so hopefully i'll be able to catch that monsters game there and unfortunately maybe be down there for some high school hockey when they hopefully those games get moved back to brooklyn and can i'll just keep my fingers crossed on that so 216-578-0092 216-578-0092 he is jeff phelps i'm andy baskin talking about kevin love okay are you good with the way that seems this is ending right now? By the way, this has been – it feels in the sport – in sports time, it feels like it's taking forever. It's like, you know, one of those – like when you were a kid and you had a tooth and it was hanging on and you're like, it's loose. It's loose. Is it going to come out? When's this thing coming out? Wrapping a string around it, yeah. tying it to a doorknob. That's what Kevin Love feels like right now with this relationship and I guess what is going to be the end of the relationship unless they walk out of a room and go, you know what? Let's not end this thing now. I just don't see that happening. Do you? I think we're too far gone on this story. It sounds yeah. like he's. It sounds like he's going to be bought out. Are you good with the way things are ending here with Kevin Love? Are you appreciative of the time that he spent here? Are you, you know, can you recognize the fact that he's the last link to the championship team? Um, there are a lot of things that you can kind of, you know, sink your teeth into and appreciate Kevin for being a free agent that wanted to play in Cleveland even after LeBron and signing a big deal and being one of those cities that nobody wants to play in Cleveland, but Kevin Love did. And you know now it seems like his time is done. They I made to, it worth its while. Yeah, well, let's, let's be let's be fair. Okay, two one six five seven eight double o ninety two. I'm just at the point now where if they're not going to play him, I wish they would have traded him before the trade deadline, uh, but that didn't happen. And if you feel like he can't help the team at all, and you feel like if he's in a position where it's not helping in any way, shape, or form, he seems to have a pretty good attitude on the bench during the games. But he wants to play, and I, I don't have a problem with that. And if he feels like he can contribute for another team and he's asking for a buyout and it 
maybe helps the Cavaliers a little bit because they're so close to that uh, luxury tax threshold. And I don't know. I, I, I say, you know, thank you for your time. Thank you for everything you've done for the Cavaliers. Good luck. And uh, we wish you luck, except for the fact when you play against the Cavaliers. I, I just think that's the way it's ending, Jeff. Well, it sounds like that's the way it's ending, Andy. I, again, I wonder if the guy can still play. I wonder if he's injured. I wonder if it's his thumb. I wonder if it's his back. And I, this is the most unbelievable part of this to me. I can't believe that he is able to contribute, and they're not if they're not and they're not using him. If it's that combination, Andy, I I would be absolutely. That one would get to me. You know, if if he can play, and they're not using him. I, I don't understand that one at all. So yeah, I, I'm I, with you on that. If he can play and, and contribute, not, then and we watch him, and now all of a sudden he goes somewhere else and starts playing 30 minutes a game, or, lighting up for 20, or, or 25 Andy, a night. You're going to be like, what do we do? Even 15 effective minutes. The Cavs bench is among the the lowest productivity bench in the NBA in minutes and in points. So I don't know the answer if he can play or not. I don't know if his thumb is still bothering him. He heard it in late November. I don't know if his back is bothering him. I don't know. But if he is actually able to play and they're not using him, sorry, that's a mistake. Let's ask some folks. Josh is in his car driving around North. I hope you're driving around Northeast Ohio. What's up, Josh? Hi, guys. Hey. I've been to a handful of games this year, and the last couple games, uh, watching warm-up, and when they're warming up before at halftime before they go back, he cannot shoot. He's missing every three he takes. And that's a warm-up with no one guarding him. Like, I, I don't know if it's his thumb or what's going on, but he it seems like he's lost his shot. Well, in 12 games in January, he didn't shoot well, Josh. And, you know, you're, you might be right. And see, but that's the question I don't know the answer to. I, I don't know if any of us really know, and, and you can sit there and watch him in pregame and see that he's not making the – okay, I get that, which would make me think he's injured. And if he's not injured, then he's completely lost it. If some if he's completely lost it and he goes to another team and suddenly starts playing, it's just – it's all a little perplexing to me. That that's, that's my point on it. But clearly, Andy, his numbers have dropped like crazy this year. Scoring numbers have, have gone down every month. And his shooting percentage is is way down in January after a really good start. He he shot 47% on threes in six games in October. And then in November, he hurt his thumb, and that shooting percentage started to drop. And it was still pretty decent. And he was in the upper 30s percentage, percent, percentile or whatever you want to say. But, boy, in, in January, he just did not shoot it very well. Hmm. Uh, just a reminder, if you're, if you're talking to us and you're not driving, if you take us off speakerphone, we'd appreciate it. Makes everybody sound a little bit better on the air. Mike is in Berlin. Berlin, Ohio, or Berlin, Germany? Where are you, Mike? Mike? I'm in Bur- Burton, Ohio. Oh, Burton. Gotcha. Burton. All right. Jogger County. Get me some cider, will you, please? Sounds good. Maple syrup. Actually. Nice. Oh, yeah, it's great. What do you got for me, my friend? Hey, I'm a big Kevin Love fan, and, you know, in all of this, there, there's no way he's lost it. I mean, the way he's being used probably is not to the best of his advantage. Um, I hope everybody remembers that when COVID hit, he donated 500K to the people that work down at the arena. I mean, this guy is a class act, and I think he's being treated shabbily by the organization. 
you know, my wish for him is that he goes to a contender and shines. Is it the right thing to do? I mean, are they treat if he want if he's not playing and he says, "Hey, you know what? Let's just buy this thing out and go somewhere else." Is that being treated shabbily, or is that saying, "You know what? We do respect you enough that we're going to try to get you somewhere where you can play." It just doesn't fit choice. for us right now, right? No, no, right, all right. If it's his choice, understandable. But I think you know, benching him for these twelve games, and you know, if he's hurt, okay. If he's hurt, say it. If he's not hurt, you know, say that too. I mean, it's just just like I hate to mention the Browns because I'm not a big fan. You ask them a question, you don't get an answer. I mean, just, you know, it, the guy is an all-star. Even hurt, he's probably a better rebounder than almost everyone on that team, with maybe the exception of Jared Allen right now. All right. I mean, you, you, you can't disregard his whole game. I mean, he goes out there, he gets you 7 to 10, 12 rebounds a game. Well, Mike, I I agree with you, and I think you're right. Everything you said is right if he's healthy or if he hasn't fallen off the face of the earth. And, and I agree with Mike. I, I just can't imagine that Kevin in a season, in the season, has fallen off the face of the earth. I can't imagine that his game has completely left him. I don't know. I just see him going somewhere else, scoring maybe 10 points, playing you know somewhere between 15 to 20 minutes, and playing that role somewhere else. I just... I, I, my, my thoughts on Kevin Lover, I appreciate everything that he did while he played here. I just don't feel like... The fit's there right now. I'm not saying that it couldn't be in the future, but if you're looking at what you're – I mean, if you just look at it from a perspective and say, okay, I don't really care about the Cavs and I don't care about player X, that he's not trusted by the coaching staff, if he's not out on the floor, that they don't want to put him out there, then it's time to go. If you respect him enough, then he should go somewhere else. And, you know, you wish him luck and you pray he doesn't come back and, and bite you. That's all. Well, and he, he's not playing here. Right. And that – that backs up what you're saying. I, it, again, I just sit here and I keep thinking, you're not playing Kevin Love. Really? And, and I keep coming back to that. And to me, he's either completely fallen off the face of the earth and they know it, and they've made you know a preemptive strike to help their team, or he's or he's injured. It can't possibly be Kevin is healthy, he can play, but we're choosing not to play him. That can't possibly be, can it? Well, if he doesn't fit into the system that J.B. No, wants. Well, then, you, then create a better system because your bench stinks. Yeah, but you've won, what, seven of your last I know, 10 games. You've but won you wanna without win, him. You want to so. go deep? You better figure out how to incorporate a guy who is 6'8", a great rebounder, has Hall of Fame credentials. It, it, coach what you have. Don't coach a system. And I think J.B.'s always done that which makes me think Kevin's either hurt or he can't play. I can't fathom the idea or, that he can actually play and they're not using him. I I can't Or Kevin's not executing what the coach wants. That's the, why, I mean why I'm would just that saying be? that's never been the case. Last I year he was I'm just, tremendous. I hear what you're saying role. and based on history I don't know that if I believe what I'm saying, but what I am saying I'm just thinking about coach player relationship. If a player isn't executing what a coach wants, then that's also another reason why you would say in, okay, maybe short we need sample to go size. In 6 games in October 20 minutes a game, 11.7 points, 7.7 rebounds. Oh, my God, thank you. That's that's a tremendous contribution in 20 minutes a game. That's exactly what you want. What's happened since then? Thumb injury, back spasms. Uh, let's go Richard Estrabila. we got about 40 seconds. Go ahead, Richard. 
Thanks. I'll give 30 seconds then to Scott in Akron. Hi, Scott. Go hey, ahead. Scott. Hey, uh, how's it going, guys? Hey, listen, um, you know, I, I'm kind of going along with Jeff here, and uh, nobody else seems to be, you know, on the other stations or anything. They're talking about it. It just seems like, you know, the guy was producing. I don't see how he could go downhill that quick if he's not hurt. If he is hurt, why aren't they giving him a little more leeway, you know, considering his contribution to the organization or anything like that? I mean, I just don't get it. It's kind of kind of smells to me like the diminishing skills back in the Bernie Kozar days to me hmm. a little bit. So. Maybe. I don't know. Scott, thank you. Appreciate your phone call as well. All right, we're going to make Jeff Thomas do it when we come back. Coming up in the next hour, we have all kinds of stuff to talk about. We're going to talk basketball, college, college basketball. We're going to talk college hockey. We're going to talk about what's going on uh, at the stadium tomorrow. We're going to talk to Brian Anderson coming up at noon, man. It is just jam-packed show, jam-packed Friday right here. Baskin and Phelps, 92.3 The Fan.